0: And now the first and gold podcast with Jason Gold.
1: Welcome to the First and Gold Podcast on Fox Sports. My name is Jason Gold. As always, I'm joined by my esteemed colleague, Ethan Friedman. How are you doing today, Ethan?
0: Glad to be here. Glad to talk college football. We are approaching very quickly.
1: We got about two and a half weeks left. Actually, exactly two weeks from today or tomorrow tomorrow uh is utah michigan which is the first Pac 12 game of the season we're very much looking forward to that today on the podcast we'll be talking about the state of the Pac 12 we're going to be giving our official season predictions uh we're going to go through some x-factors most important conference games non-conference games giving our award predictions and uh we're going to start off with a conversation about Something that you brought up to me earlier this week, which was, is the Pac-12 the best conference for QBs? And, or you could phrase it another way, which is, are the are QBs in the conference the best in the nation? Now, I don't know how you want to go about this, but the way that I thought about it was, is it the best QB conference, first of all? Which I think it is. It is. Uh, and I say that because of the offenses. The way that the coaches have these offenses going in the Pac-12 is unlike any other conference In terms of just producing numbers, yards-wise. And, if you look at last year's stats, the defensive backs in the league were absolutely atrocious. They got lit up. If you're a quarterback in this league, you're running a bunch of spread, almost exclusively spread offenses or air right offenses. If you have a
0: halfway decent offensive line that can block for you and you have time, you're going to pick them up. No matter who's in the second year, actually, you have that much time. You're going to get yours.
1: And the other thing about the Pac-12 is that it seems like the, the skill position players... The wide receivers are great across the conference, especially this year. And the running backs, and I don't know if this has something to do with the NFL wanting to draft a bunch of third down backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield, but it seems like that's a lot of the way that some of these running backs and wide receivers have combined and they kind of turn into this hybrid position. And there's a ton of those guys in the Pac twelve. There are several year.
0: of them on, on multiple teams. Yeah. It's uh yeah, I definitely think it's it's the best quarterback conference. You just look at guys like Goff and Kessler. Uh, what also helps is, just if you're comparing them to other conferences, is, take, let's take like the Big 12, for example. They have Trevon Boykin. And no one. And we don't know about anyone else. People like Seth Russell at Baylor, who probably put up numbers. I know you don't like Baylor, but he'll probably be good by all estimates. Let's be honest. I, I don't mind Baylor. Well, I don't really like Baylor, but I don't like them against their Vegas win total this year, more specifically. Okay. And then if you take the ACC, we have Deshaun Watson, we have Justin Thomas, you have uh, Marquise Williams at North Carolina. has a J- thrower. Jacoby Brissett. But this is probably the second best conference coming into the year in terms of uh, Dan passion.
1: Everett Golson, maybe. Who knows? There, he's he's the outlier there, but he has been known to throw the ball sometimes. The other team a lot to the
0: other team lately. But yeah, if you're just comparing, but and then if you go to the SEC. You have a guy like Jeremy Johnson, who everyone loves at Auburn, but he hasn't played. Well, he has played, but he hasn't he's been He's played fe- two games. Yeah, he's been the featured guy. Alabama has a new quarterback this year. We don't know who it's going to be. It could be Coker. It could be one of the freshmen. Then you have someone like Brandon Allen at Arkansas, who's kind of limited. LSU, we don't know. Kyle Allen. Or, uh, Kyle Allen, we do know. We yeah. know a lot. We know he can play. But then you have uh, Ole Miss. You have Chad Kelly, who's put up numbers. I mean, the, the
1: best guy coming back in the SEC is Dak Prescott and. In- He's not really a thrower.
0: Not only a thrower, uh, no one thinks they're going to, everyone thinks they're going to finish in last.
1: Well, I, I think they are too. Yeah.
0: And then you have, uh, in the East, you have South Carolina does not have a quarterback yet. Florida does not have a quarterback yet. Or Georgia. Yeah. So the best quarterback coming into the East this year, <laughs> Jalen Hurd. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: I think the SEC, uh, uh, I just go through all of this list. ACC, I had four guys who are really good. Mm-hmm. But Watson, you forgot Kaya. Yes. So he's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Although that team might suck, and Al Golden probably going to be fired halfway through the year.
0: Yeah, and I just want to go apologize. I said Jalen Hurd. I meant Josh Dobbs at Tennessee. <laughs> My mistake. That's going to eat me alive for the rest of the night. So continue.
1: Uh, and Brissett and Justin Thomas. Now, Thomas obviously is a runner first. He can't throw, though. Very, very efficient pass. And
0: he had 19 touchdown passes last year. He That is a. I'm excited. Uh, well, I'm not going to jump. I'm excited. Week 3, them versus Notre Dame. That's a good game. That is salivating. Uh, The Big Ten basically has three guys.
1: Two Ohio State guys, maybe. You pick one of those. And then you have Hackenberg, who was awful last year. not giving up yet. I know you're not. I haven't really, but I sold some of my stock. But he clearly had a a really down year. And then you have Connor Cook, who is at least the most consistent quarterback in that conference. Tough kid, too. Takes the hits. So, uh, Pac-12 in the ACC. You talk about the Pac-12. Kessler and Goff are obviously the top two. Mm-hmm. But then, Solomon's going to be really good. Berkovici is,
0: is the gunslinger of the conference. He's, he's the Brett the, Favre. He's the scary one. You don't know what he's going to do.
1: You got Hogan, who I think is going to have a bounce back here. Who has proved to, you know, he's gotten two teams to Rose Bowl. He's Whoever's the at Oregon's going to put up numbers. Well, if it's Adams, you could be talking about perhaps the best quarterback in the conference. Lockheed's not going to, doesn't have that sort of. Uh, height But if he's in there You know he's going to be consistent And put up numbers mm-hmm.
0: Either guy's going to Either guy's going to do so, well So yeah I, I, I think ever at UCLA it Probably will be Rosen I think he's going to do well Because it's a simple offense and, there, and then Don't forget Guys like Seth Olufa At the Colorado Is actually decent
1: And Two really good receivers there too Yes And at Washington State They have four insane receivers now
0: they you got, you just they got just got, got,
1: got a a freeze, Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's really good. He was like the number three ranked wide receiver coming out of high school. Went to Clemson, got kicked out almost immediately. And Gabe, he's over. Gabe Marks is back. They got Craig Craft and Dom Williams. Dom Williams ate Oregon alive last year. Their
0: team. I, so
1: Luke Luke Falk, and in that offense, I mean, you're talking about a guy who could be literally the eighth best quarterback in the league, but could he- throw for five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns.
0: I'm not. You know, if people are kind of sleeping on them. I think they're going to get to six wins this year and go to a bowl game. Well, the the, the pirate, <laughs> I think so. Everyone's not. No one's talking about them. They had their defense is supposed to be better this year. They also had the worst special teams in the country last year. Special teams just got fired. They got a new guy in there. Can't get much worse. They have a favorable schedule to start. Have to go two. Runners. They actually have Bruce
1: Feldman of Fox Sports came out with the list of the the softest schedules and. The Power 5 in uh, Washington State Right there at the bottom
0: Great, good for them Super they soft them. schedule They need it They went 3-9 last year Nothing went right I, I was all in on them And then that first game of the year They lost to the Rutgers at the oh, Lake and That was such an awful game Yeah, that was I don't think anyone was there either
1: That was the poorest uh, Defensive backfield performance I think I've ever seen yeah, By both but, teams yeah. Both
0: teams threw for like 550 yards That was bad That was all bad but I think I think they have a bounce back here. Falk was actually good last year. Yeah, I crazy. mean anyone's going to be good in that offense. The guy's a genius. Yeah, uh, Mike Leach. But I like that. Gabe Marks is really good.
1: Yeah, those four receivers you could stack up against just off about anything. is extreme.
0: It's a veteran offensive line. I think everyone comes back.
1: They're having real struggles with their offensive line right now. Are they? Yeah, <laughs> real off. Real. I struggles. thought everyone came back. Yeah, but Joe Dahl's the only one there that's like completely healthy and ready to go. They got America. some issues, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they come back... If they get through the, the first part of their schedule that's soft and the offensive line gets cohesive, I mean, it can be really They have dangerous. to go on the run and
0: beat Rutgers. So yeah. they're safe. They can't lose that game.
1: Again. Mm-hmm. That would be awful. All right, we're starting with three biggest non-conference games. Then we're going to go to the conference game. I have four. All right. So Actually, so do uh, I, randomly. Uh, my number one is Oregon at Michigan State, just because of the college football playoff implications of that game, just like last year. Uh, and I think that that was probably the best, best or second best non-conference game of the entire season. That or uh, Notre Dame-Florida State. Uh, I agree. Number two, I have USC at Notre Dame, October 17th. Another playoff 17th. implication game. Absolutely. Uh, the third one I had was just opening weekend, ASU at Texas A&M. I'm
0: excited for this
1: game. That's It's actually in Houston, it's not at Texas A&M for but for all intensive purposes it will be, Arizona State fans
0: don't travel this will be a Texas A&M home game. Yeah. I am fired up for this game.
1: And then the one that you and I are really in on but unfortunately we can't actually go because of USC Stanford. But Cal at Texas which is a game that has so many implications but not for this year. No. This is like a 3 3 years down the road you're going to look back at this game and you're going to say One of those two teams wanted to, like, that was your bounce-off point right there.
0: Especially for Cal, because they have pieces this year to actually make some noise. Texas, I I don't know what they have. They have two quarterbacks who are not good. They don't have any skill guys. Uh, The infrastructure of that program is all out of whack. There seems like there's just no continuity. One of their five-star recruits just left the program, just got there. Their AD is in shambles. That's Penny pincher. That's an issue. Um, but yeah, the game I, I, I'm zeroing in on first one is Arizona State-Texas A&M. I
1: am That game means so much for the Pac-12 Conference. It probably means more for the Conference than it actually does for Arizona State. Arizona State could drop that game, go on a run. Well, because
0: I think Arizona State's going to be good. I think that Arizona State at worst is a 9-3 team. a 3 team at worst. I, Texas A&M... Is kind of sleeping right now because Kyle Allen is damn good. Speedy oil, Ricky Seals, Jones. Those receivers come back. We know they're going to put up points. And they hired John Chavis from LSU. So I don't know how good their defense is going to be, but it's going to be vastly improved. Couldn't be much worse. You know they, they get and they get Alabama and Auburn at home. They're going to be a tough team. They're, they're, they're a team where I, I'm scared to play them. I'm scared to play them. and I'm scared to play Arkansas. That's a day.
1: great. That might be the best game of the first weekend.
0: I think it is, because the first is not strong. It's, uh, it's a... It's a kind of a... It's exciting. It's back, but it's not like... There's no pop.
1: Yeah. That what are some other ones that you have
0: uh, same Kind of same as you. Oregon, Michigan State. I'm very intrigued by, um, obviously, just national implications of it. Oregon has a new quarterback. I mean, Michigan so, yeah. State. This is a big... It's a bigger game for Michigan State, because they, they dropped their two biggest games last year against their two best opponents. They need this game. Both teams need the game last year, but... Coming at home. You're playing at home. Yeah. You lost last year. You have the returning quarterback. You, you need this one. Um, Cal Texas, of course. Cause it's just, that's the game that we love. Who knows, you're not even going to be able to watch it. No. We do record it. Uh, and then USC-Notre Dame.
1: Which, so, uh, so, same
0: for. I see Notre Dame. I think both teams could either be undefeated or have one loss each around there. That's good. I mean, that's going to be a ridiculous
1: game. That rivalry is great. South Bend is an interesting Notre, Notre Dame is place.
0: Uh, every few years. We get the... The media push for Notre Dame. And this well, you have game.
1: a theory about Brian Kelly this year. Well,
0: it's a fork in the road here. It's going to go one way or the other because if you look at Brian Kelly's record, it's basically 8-5 and five with a 12-1 season. So, and the, I think the Notre and Dame Like is, the fakest 12-1 season ever. It's one of those things that can't be explained. It was like Tim Tebow's run with the Broncos. I can't explain it. I'm not going to explain that Notre Dame season. It was, I, it was a week I, season. Can you do it? No. No, no. It's one of those that just
1: happened. It's, that's The way that I explain this is they're, they're book seasons. You need a really good author to go and actually, like, research this for, like, three years and figure out I what that happens. I think had, like,
0: six picks against Oklahoma. Like, i it was. But, yeah, it, I, I, think, but I think the Notre Dame constituents, I think they're happy with Brian Kelly, but they need it this year. They need to elevate because if not, then what are they? No, you know what? And that Notre
1: Dame-Stanford game at the end of the season is another one. I mean, Stanford, if let's say that Notre Dame beats USC. Oh, God, no. Uh, I don't want it either for the conference, but if they do that, Stanford at Stanford, woof. Well, Notre Dame's got tough ones, though, because they have Georgia Tech at home. That game is to play them,
0: Georgia Tech, and then SC. Those games are like back to back almost. What's closer, actually, is they got Georgia Tech, and then they have to go to Death Valley, Clemson. Oh, God. First of October, and then they get SC, middle of October. It's a. I give Notre Dame credit, they're not scheduling soft. I mean, they're That's cool. a tough schedule. That's a that's a real tough, tough schedule. If they get through this, all credit to them. It's gonna be tough though. But now, you know, Brian Kelly says Malik Sayer, he has his quarterback now, he hasn't had a guy who can run. Only since Brian Kelly's been there, they've only run the quarterbacks only run the ball twenty three percent of the time. That seems like a high number. That's low for him. Think of those guys, they'd have Tommy Reese and Everett Golson.
1: Oh, you mean twenty three percent of the time on runs as yeah. a quarterback? Yeah.
0: I thought you talked about every time that they drop back. I'm no, like, that seems ridiculous. <laughs> no. So yeah, it's it's a it's a defining year for Brian Kelly. He's repeated. I don't know. There's there's a lot of talk about him
1: going to the NFL too, which seems like seems kind of weird. Also, no one throws their players on the bus quite like him. But that's a topic for another day. <laughs> we'll leave that off for now. <laughs> All right, five
0: most important. I don't like the guys. What I'm saying.
1: Uh, continue, Jason. <laughs> five most important conference games of the season.
0: Well, we'll uh, go.
1: I'm what? gonna go. My number one is. The game that we're going to be at. USC at Oregon, November 21st. Now, in my opinion, we'll get to our actual picks later, but I think this is the first of two matchups this year between the two teams. It could happen two times in three weeks. That's That game's going to be insane. I think that Oregon's going to have one loss at that Well, one or two losses at that point. I think is going to have one or two losses at that point. And that's going to be a... You know, here's our playoff team. Whoever wins that game is going to be like, the Pac 12 is just going to sell on that team to be the playoff team. Sell
0: on one of them. It's going to be interesting, especially if they play again in two weeks. Yeah. I mean, that's.
1: But they're going to start the campaign early. They're going to be like, all right, so Oregon beats USC. Well,
0: you know, both teams say... have a lot of cash so But, but like... let's say
1: if they have two losses and they, you know, they beat USC, the conference is going to put them forward. So, you know, screw the two losses. Let's say one is a Michigan State. And let's push them forward. Let's push them in front. Uh, it's going to be interesting.
0: Before before that game though, because that game's late, I like like to look at the earlier ones. I think the first big game in the conference is September 26th, USC at Arizona State. Uh, you don't think that Stanford at USC the week I think before? The, I, think the, I think that one's a notch below. Okay. I think I think the one at SC Arizona State is is the telling side, especially for SC. They've gone to Tempe the last two times and lost by 21 points each time. Coach got fired basically in the third quarter of that game the last time. This is true. Uh, Arizona State's been a really tough out for SC. Obviously, the jail Mary last year broke my remote. It happens. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the t- that's when I know if SC gets through Stanford, because I think they will because they're just a better team, and they get through to Arizona State, then I think hey, people can start drinking the SC Kool-Aid. Until then, I would kind of back off. And then I see the next week, October 3rd, Arizona State has to go to UCLA. Yeah, that's a big one. So, Arizona State, they get in that first month of the year, you got to go two te- basically two Texas AM, SC, and UCLA back to back. It's a gauntlet. They're going to, I mean, in Arizona State, I think they can do it. They're talented enough. I think they're smart enough. They have the most aggressive defense in the conference just by pure blitzing numbers. It's a smart head coach. I know you don't like him. No. But, you know, I, I think they can do it. And then a few other ones I look at October 29th, Oregon at Arizona State. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a Thursday Nighter. That one's going to be tough. The thing about that one is...
1: All roads go through Tempe is what I'm saying this year. I'm not even joking. That's ridiculous. Don't talk to me about Mila. I have too many stories. I don't want to get into them right now. I wish I, could all I know, all I know, <laughs> all I know is I see the, the policemen on the horses, and I don't want to be there anymore. That's my time to go home. Where's my cab? But the other games... I have a lot of late games, actually. It's my five most important games. Hmm. Uh, so Oregon at Stanford. Obviously, that's been a hellhole for Oregon. Uh, the last couple times
0: It's a notch below I think that's like a Stanford's a notch below This year Until yeah. like, they prove me Look, wrong
1: oregon Stanford's the best rival in the Pac-12 Right now So I don't care What you say It's sc But continue No it's not no. Continue. I'm saying Competitively continue. Continue. You guys have to
0: Win a game Continue
1: Arizona-Arizona uh, State Yes November 21st no,
0: That's also a Huge game because Arizona does not have a bye this year. No, nope, twelve straight weeks. That is, I mean, I can't even fathom that as a player. No, that's player. really. Yeah, tough. I mean, who? Obviously, it's a rivalry game. It's adrenaline you're pumping, but I, I can't believe that. Watch for the second half of that game. That team just runs out of gas.
1: The uh, UCLA USC November twentieth. Obviously, that has ridiculous implications. More so for USC this year. Uh, and then Stanford at USC September nineteenth. I just think that I put it on there because that's the first to me the first big game. That actually has implications down the line. I understand your point about ASU, especially mm-hmm. since it's interdivisional, but the first overall Pac 12 game that has that's real fair. implications. And usually, whoever wins that game, that's kind of like a, a little trampoline game.
0: It's been a tough, hard fought game the last few times, the last five times they've played. I, I know SC's won the last two, but they had the double, triple overtime game in LA a few years ago. That was kind of, we thought, SC's resurgence. They had. Uh, the year after that, the first time that we saw the USC when they were ranked number one, they went up to that was a really tough. It was like 24-23. Yeah, they they fell apart in that game. And then you had Ed O'Graham was the coach. They had the game when he kicked last year. They had the Hadari had a fifty yarder. I don't know how, and they won. <laughs> Pat Hayden ran on the sideline, <laughs> screamed at the ref. There's always drama with FC. Uh, Hayden's got to get off the sideline. He just gave his. By the game. way, that was so that game
1: was the exact same day as the Oregon Michigan game.
0: Oregon Michigan State game. Yeah. I remember what I was
1: in the press box. And we're just watching this game. The most inept red zone offenses combined I've ever seen in my entire life. That's
0: why I'm hesitant on Stanford until they show me. It was like watching the Cleveland Browns versus like an AFL team. It was terrible. That's for Stanford. That's why i it's... Hold off on them because I still don't trust Kevin Hogan. Uh, they lost a ton of guys on defense. Yeah, and but the defense is like... The defense at Stanford for me. Are they still going to be a physical, tough minded team? Yes. Of course. It's like the offense at
1: Oregon. Like, they just replace pieces. It doesn't really matter. The system's there. But they have three good running backs, or three decent running backs. McCaffrey's going to be really good. Although, he's, I don't know if he's going to get the touches that. They're going to line him up everywhere, too, I think. Kind of, you know what? Guys like that are great, and they're kind of flashy, but it kind of reminds me of DeAnthony Thomas in Oregon. The like, problem with DeAnthony Thomas in or Oregon is they didn't give him the ball enough. Yeah, but he gave him a touch he scored touchdowns, but he only scored touchdowns against, like, bad opponents that couldn't deal with the speed. Anytime he faced anyone that was tough... Well, there's a guy at in the conference
0: who will, will take what DeAnthony Thomas did and then triple it. Triple it? Yeah. He'll, he'll do what DeAnthony should have done in college. So you're talking about Dory. Yeah, well, obviously. You said it, I didn't. <laughs> That's fine. Everybody loves Adore. Uh But yeah, that was... I, I just... I, Are you ready to call him Charles Wilson yet? No, yet. I will soon. Uh... <laughs> I, I just, uh, Stanford, I just, I just want to hold on off yeah. I, I think it's only fair to. I'm actually surprised people are really in on them. There's a couple guys have called them the best team in the Pac-12 already. Well, that's not true. Just saying it's out there. It's a, I, I, I applaud your heroism for going out on a limb, but no. Okay. okay? All right. Uh, how about some underrated games? Underrated games. Can I give you a game? It's, I know I was mentioning SC again, but a game I'm really excited for because it's also the day of it, too. And I think two, two of the best quarterbacks, I think, going in the conference right now. October 31st, USC Cal. I have that as my number one underrated <laughs> game, also. We just high five on the podcast. That game is That just happened. Happen. I don't know what time that game is going to be. I hope it's at five. I hope Cal's good. I hope SC's good. So it's, it's the Weekender, right? Yes, it is. You guys are heading up there. Ugh. I'll be at the Roosevelt Hotel for Halloween.
1: Okay. <laughs> How'd you. You just went so LA on this. Um, yeah, no, that is my my number one underrated game. Also, actually, th- my first three underrated games are all Cal games. So mean, and they're in consecutive weeks.
0: Is it the gauntlet they have?
1: Yeah. At UCLA versus USC at Oregon. That's October 22nd, which is a Thursday, Halloween, and then November 7th.
0: Guy, what's their. One in, they, got, they can't go own three, Cal. They got to win one of those.
1: I think the UCLA game is probably the best one, but well, then do
0: at home. We don't know about we don't know about UCLA yet.
1: The thing is, they're going to go to Oregon in November, and it's going to be cold and rainy, and they're not going to be able to throw the ball.
0: Well, we don't know. What maybe Cal? They get a little defense. They're
1: confident. I think. I mean, we both are in on Cal. We well, both think. Goff, that, we both think Goff is. The, well, I don't know if you think it because you're
0: a USC homer, but. No, I think he's the best quarterback in the college. Okay. I think he's the best pure passer in the country People don't know about him because he's a cat I think he's the number one pick Luke, Joey Bosa No Cardale Jones No well, Jan- Maybe J- Jalen Marshall <laughs> No Urban Meyer this I'm not going to name <laughs> <laughs> This got off,
1: off track very quickly uh, The other game that I had was uh, Utah at Arizona
0: number Utah at Arizona game. and uh, UCLA at Utah Utah's a really tough place to play it's to go into Rice-Eccles. I don't want to talk too much about Utah and their specialty guys, but they're probably the most valuable in the country. I want to save that for our X-Factor guys. But Devontae Booker, it's a tough mind. They're they're, they're kind of the – is it poor man Stanford? Yeah, that's what I was I was just going to say. I was like, this is like
1: Stanford, like the second to last hardball year, but like take off Andrew Luck. Yeah. They play the same way. Just
0: physical, tough-minded. They get – kind of winning the most out of their guys. Last year they had a really good year for them.
1: Yeah, they were really strong, and they played every good team really tough. Oh yeah, the they they made some dumb games, like the Washington State game that they lost was dumb. They shouldn't have lost that. But no, but they go to UCLA, they win. They beat SC on, on the last second play. They uh, they gave Oregon. a... I mean, if you don't drop that pass, it's fourteen nothing. And that who knows? Was, yeah,
0: swung the, swung the mo. But the the, the South is just. Once we get into conference play, South is going to be great to watch.
1: Yeah, every game's good. Except uh, for Colorado, but you like Colorado this year. We're going to save that for later, Jason. (laughs) I don't want to. What we are going to? All right. Let's move over the three biggest X-Factors in the conference this Mm, year. I I think yours are going to be a little bit uh, deeper than mine. I have
0: a plethora of X-Factors. I'm just going to let you fire. We mentioned Utah. Yep. And their specialist. Andy Phillips? Andy Phillips and Tom Hackett are... The best in the country. Next to Aguero, the kicker, Florida State, he's automatic. But in terms of your punter-kicker combo, that's the best in the country bar none. Uh, Does this look at uh, Janikowski and Leffler? It's it's got that feel to it. I mean, those guys can win games for you. That's a weapon that other teams do not have. There's no other team in the conference that has that. Maybe no other team in the country. Yeah, I mean, just has that... Level of... I mean, you got a guy who can kick the ball a mile. you got a punter who's a, who can boot at 50, 60 yards anytime time he also helps that they play at altitude. They but do, but they can play. Uh, Kenny Clark at UCLA, defensive lineman. Really good player. I think he has a better year this year. And then another guy, Dion Holland, UCLA's linebacker, taking over for Kendricks. Someone's going to have to be the playmaker, that D line, uh, that linebacker, besides Miles Jack. I really like him. A few other guys I like. Max, uh, Max Turk at SC, the center. I think he's the best center in the country. You just brought up a center here. All right, got to stop. Nelson Spruce at Colorado. Yeah, criminally great, under, wide, great wide receiver. Criminally yeah. underrated. And then another guy we mentioned earlier, Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Yeah. Kind of an X factor. I don't know what he's going to be. Scat guy all over the place. He's certainly someone that Stanford hasn't really had. No. Yeah. And then two guys I'm going to close out with you'll like. Uh, you'll like one of them. Byron Marshall. Yep. Yeah. Love him in the slot. And he's going to be a huge wide receiver. and Running back. I don't know where guy guy I'm gonna he's going. to put him down. everywhere. Yeah. And then Caleb Jones at Arizona. Great. Like all those guys. That's a, lot, that's a lot more than three that I requested. I, you see X-Factors, I go for it.
1: All right. My biggest one is going to be is the Oregon running back. And the team that I know the most. Tony Brooks-James. What about Tosh Griffin? I think that he's going to play. I think he's going to be more of a wide receiver. He might end up as a running back, but Brooks-James,
0: redshirt freshman. Had a year in the system already. He was a scout team player of the year last year. I like that. Guys usually get that scout team honor. Mm-hmm. Hit the ground, especially in spring and then come yeah.
1: fall. Really fast, was on the track team, ran a 10 5 He's going to be... He's a really, really good complement to what Royce does. So Royce from obviously a bruising back. Brooks James really fast, but, you know, taller than like a the Michael James, a little bit bigger. Um, I think that he's going to end up being the guy that replaces Tyner. And I actually think that his style works very well for Oregon, especially since he's not going to be asked to catch the ball out of the backfield. You have Royce, which is kind of
0: the thunder you have
1: Griffin, and you have Charles Nelson, and you have Byron Maher, All those guys are slot guys And can all line up in the backfield in Oregon's crazy sets um, I think that Brooks James just is a solid second running back He's going to be really uh, important um, I kind of went with bigger names for X-Factors um, For me Berkovici, Just because You we, don't know what you're going to get from him He could be, literally he could be Brett Favre, or he could be Trash I don't know what I'm going to get from him. But that's in terms of being like the biggest swing that one individual player can make for a team this year, I think
0: it's him. It's him on broken place because he, he can move, number one, and then he could flick it a mile. Yeah. And it's... it's it doesn't just, matter.
1: It has to be accurate, though. It's,
0: it, he's one of those where you just... You're nervous as a defensive coordinator.
1: I wouldn't want to play him, but I think that he just... The, the amount of swing for one player that happens... I like uh, that. I think it's him. And then for SC... Sue Cravens, you guys are going to need one playmaker who's going to be able to come in, do do whatever he needs to do as a linebacker,
0: year. as a safety. He'll be he'll be a linebacker again this year just because they're pretty loaded in the back, and I think they're pretty confident. He'll uh, he was great last year. I think he had 17 tackles for a loss. He kind of flew around the ball. He's um he's one of the three guys I say who will one of three that will win Defensive Player of the Year. All right, well or four. But I think it's one of these three guys.
1: Well, all right. Well, that's a good
0: uh so There's The three guys I have. Scooby Wright, number one. Yep. I think that's far down that's fair. I think, I think the only thing that will hold... I think we will have a phenomenal year. I think he's the best tackler in the country. I don't know if Arizona's going to win enough games. Okay. Uh, Miles Jack, number two. Yeah, I think he has a huge year. Finished strong last year. Coming at guns blazing. he's
1: just going to play defense this year? Yes.
0: I, you have Paul Perkins. Why... Why mess with the guy who's the leading rusher in the conference last year? I know you don't like Perkins, but he was. I
1: like Perkins just fine. I just don't think that he's as great as everybody's making him out to. No.
0: Well, first of all, he only had nine rushing touchdowns last year. So I could see where your difference is with him. And then the last one you mentioned, or the last two, I want to say, Sua Cravens. Yeah. Flies around the wall. NFL scouts, I'm sure, are infatuated with him. He's gone after this year. Yeah. And then uh, DeForest Buckner and Oregon. Defensive lineman who was the best defensive lineman on the team last year. Absolutely, he. I mean, he's going to be great this year. And there's a few. There's one other guy I want to mention. We haven't shown any uh, love towards them yet, but he was phenomenal as a freshman last year. He was an I an honorable mention All back 12 and a freshman All-American, Buda Baker at Washington.
1: Yeah, he was great last year. I think he's going to play a little bit more offense this year. Um, he's already a great defensive back, uh, and he's going to be on kickoff
0: and punt returns. I just want to mention him. Throw him out there. I mean, he's
1: him and Adore Aider. Very, very similar. Dory's a little bit more of a freak than than Boot is, but Baker's a really, really good player. Originally committed to Oregon, so he makes me sad.
0: I remember his uh, recruiting cycle, it was a big one.
1: All right, so my defensive player of the year is just a runaway Scooby Wright.
0: It's fair, he deserves it. How he didn't win the Buckeyes last year is beyond me.
1: He won every other award. He discussed it. I mean, Kendrick,
0: who won it at UCLA, was great, don't get me wrong, but Scooby Wright was incredible.
1: Yeah. And he almost single handedly won that. Arizona-Oregon game.
0: Played every play.
1: He was phenomenal. Offensive
0: player of the year. I have a play for you guys who can win it. I only have one. Jared Goff? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't think they're going to win enough games. I don't care. He's going to put up insane stats. The guys who I could see winning it, this is who I have. is Kessler Goff. Devontae Booker. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Royce Freeman. That Mike, could happen. Mike Percovici. Okay. Juju Smith. New Solomon. Juju can't win it. No, I'm just saying guys who I could... I I get what you're saying. I'm just shutting you down. Okay. Well, I'm just saying.
1: Uh, A new, yeah, maybe. You'd have to have a really good year. I think that I I think that the one guy that you're missing in there is Adams.
0: I don't, but he may not start right away. I'm just saying you have to throw him in there. Because if he's the starter and he's anywhere near as good as he, he's not going to be the starter to start. He could be.
1: He's not. Look, I I can already tell you what's going to happen. They're going to split that game At Eastern Washington. Well, yeah, he'll play the entire second half. I don't. What, however they split it, he's going to play half that game, and they're going to come out of that game and be like, all right, we know who the starter is. And that's the starter.
0: Then you lucky we'll be starting at Michigan State.
1: Okay, that's fine. I, I don't doubt you. I'm just saying it's all in play right now.
0: I, I just think I, for Goff, that schedule is so hard. I think if Cal goes 8-4, I think you'd give it to him. Yeah. I don't know if they will. But I think if – got to remember – Think about it. there was a great article uh, on ESPN like last week about just like the cachet of SC. Mm-hmm. SC's I mean C's LA, and it, and it's all it's good and bad. So when SC gets rolling, and they're good. It's like that mo- that many more eyeballs are on it, and that's more hype that's generated. So that's why I feel like guy like Kessler can win it. Well, that's also why they were voted to win the Pac twelve yeah. this year. Like as opposed to other major programs, you know Alabama's the Auburn's the Machines the Ohio's. SC's in the second biggest city in the country. Yeah. I mean, and when SC was rolling at one point with Carroll, they were the biggest story in the, in the city.
1: Yeah, one of the biggest in the country. I mean, yeah. it's like having, you know, a remember NFL team. Yeah, I
0: mean, because I, I remember it very well. Like, when SC was, like, rolling, rolling on the win streak, Dodgers were whatever. They were up and down. Lakers were not good. Kings are you know, have a niche audience. It was SC was the hottest ticket in town.
1: Well, that's what happens when you win three or four Heismans and. A couple of national yeah, championships. Those were good
0: times. Probably not coming back. Uh, <laughs> freshman, freshman of the year. Ooh, I like this. I think I think one guy's going to win it. Just on the county, he's going to play so much. Josh Rosen at UCLA. Okay. I, yeah. I think there's other guys though. I, I have Seth Collins at Oregon State. You might not start. There's this guy.
1: I told you, Mark McMarion. Mm-hmm. And they're in a real duel right now. And according to what everybody's saying in practice. That's not going well for both of them right now. That's there true. are
0: a lot of issues with that team. It's a 2-10 team. It's the worst team in the conference. To be fair, the other guy, McMarion, is also a freshman. Yeah. He's a redshirt freshman. A lot of growing Paints that first year for Gary Anderson. That's the worst team in the conference next year. this year.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Uh, Taj Griffin at Oregon.
1: Yeah, I think that he's in, although I think that you, got, you have the wrong freshman at Oregon. Like I said before, I think Brooks James. That's actually my pick in here.
0: Yeah, that is. I think it's going to be Rosen, though. I, I, I can see it. He's going to get the most PT. He's going to get the most play if they win nine games, which they very well can, which they probably will. I think you're going to give it to him because he's going to start from the get-go. And by all intents and purposes, just a guy that's going to play that much, that many eyeballs on him, I think he's going to get. And he'll be productive. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I think you're right. Uh, Coach of the year. I see it as... I don't want to go with a guy like Helfrich won it last year. No. Helfrich- Rich Rod won it, Rich last year. won it last year, excuse me. I like to go with guys who maybe haven't won it in a while, guys who I think could potentially win it this year based off big years. First guy I look at is Todd Graham. <laughs> All roads go through Tempe. I got it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you a shirt. Sonny Dykes. That was my pick. Steve Sarkeesian. Nope. And Mike McIntyre. Those are my four.
1: I think that the way that the Pac-12 votes on this specific award is they always end up giving it to the team that has the biggest jump, which is why I think that... The overachievers. Yeah. Actually, I'm just looking at guys who I think... No, I, I, I get it. Um, I think the only way that a guy like Halford could get it, you have to go undefeated. Yeah. Without Mariota, I think that would probably win him the award. Um, Graham, I could see if they win 10 games. If they win the South. I think that they would probably have to win the, the Pac-12 outright the conference title. But, I don't know, I, I could see that. But I think Dyke, I think that's the team that's going to make the biggest jump. And it might not be in terms of actual wins. Let's say they win seven or eight games. I mean, that's a jump, but it's not a huge jump. It's a good jump. But I think that in all those games, they're going to be really, really in it. And I, I think that will make the difference, too.
0: Yeah, I think it's, uh, I, I, I would like him to win it because I, I like him as a coach and I, I want that team to be good, just for golf's sake. He's been through a lot. I mean, just give them a little defense. A little. That's all we have to score. All right.
1: Let's move to our Pac-12 official picks. It's time. This is how we're going to conclude the podcast. Oh, week.
0: God. Here we go. I think this is exactly what's going to happen to you, by the way. All right. No need to play the season, guys. Except for, please play the season. <laughs> we need to have something to do in September. Do you want to go? Do you want me to go? You want to go? Go for it. Start with the north. Start with the north. Working my way from the bottom to the top. Okay. Oregon State, 2-10. and ten. Okay, Washington, a hearty four and eight. Okay, Washington State six and six. Cal eight and four, Stanford eight and four, Oregon
1: ten and two. Similar. We actually have the exact same order. A little different on wins. Uh, I have OSU three and nine, one and eight in the conference. Hmm. Uh, Washington four and eight, two and seven. Washington State five and seven, two and seven.
0: Oh, I want that six point for the captain.
1: Cal the eight and four, five and four. Stanford nine and three, six and three, and Oregon ten and two, eight and one.
0: Should I move my way to the south? Yes, sir. From the bottom again, Colorado five and eight. I'm still holding out. They get that six and one. They do play thirteen. They had thirteen games. games. They play thirteen games. If they get to six and seven, they're going bowling. Utah eight and four, Arizona nine and three, UCLA nine and three, Arizona State ten and two, USC eleven and one. <laughs> The walk off, folks. What's the USC loss? Arizona State. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, so my South pick. Uh Colorado, four and
0: nine, one and eight. Oh come on. Utah seven and five,
1: four and five. UCLA eight and four, five and four. You're not drinking them at all. Arizona eight and four, six and three. ASU nine and three, seven and two. And USC wins at Arizona. State, uh, 10-2, 7-2. We dropped
0: two conference games. We said we beat Notre Dame.
1: Yep, I think you're going to beat Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to lose to Oregon. And then one other one, which is classic Sark.
0: God, I want it this year.
1: Uh, Pac-12 title game, which basically means...
0: Do we have to pick that now? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: You're you're going USC over Oregon. (laughs) I'm going Oregon
0: over USC. And we're going to
1: not talk to each other for a couple weeks. That'll be a
0: fun. I, I hope this happens. I just, it's a bummer. It's in the Bay Area. Yeah, I mean, I went last year. It was. It should be. Levi Stadium is. Uh, it should be at the University, University of Phoenix Stadium in Arizona. That's a great stadium. I mean,
1: it should and it will be the LA Stadium be, whenever they build it. Yeah. Or it or should be. Th- the best way to do this would be at the Rose Bowl, because the best stadium in America when it's actually like a real event. The problem is, is that you would need like an additional week to do it. Because you can't have that many people try to travel to Los Angeles in six days. I'm glad that they did it on a Saturday this year instead of a Friday. That was an awful idea to do it on Friday. Give those
0: guys a full week. To I would be
1: okay with trying to negotiate the college football playoff and say, you know what, move your thing back to Tuesday. Let us do, let's, let's do the championship on Monday night. Give them ten days. Give them a whole weekend.
0: It's a bold move. It would be a great move by the Pac-12 to get all the eyeballs in the conference.
1: Oh, that's what they tried to do on Friday, but it's too short. You need to give that extra weekend for people to get I their, their stuff aligned. I also
0: just as a fan and a, and a human being, because I, I do think it should be in Arizona for now, because we nothing's happening with L.A., Vegas. Yeah, they
1: need a real stadium for that to happen. They see 50,000. Uh, doing it at Sam Boyd, or whatever the heck it's called, is a terrible idea. It's not Vegas.
0: It's right next to Vegas
1: It's not right next to Vegas
0: I I was going to say I thought you were going to Shoot at me about the weather In Vegas around that time Because it does get chilly
1: Uh, I don't care about the weather They had it in San Francisco Last year it rained
0: It was an awful game Yeah it was awful I mean it was great But it was awful It was an awful game There was no energy in the building It was just Oregon fans Just whatever Was Drunk and celebrating A playoff appearance Wearing Birkenstocks And eating patchouli I mean just watching The team score 50 points That happened (laughs) I don't know about the Birkenstocks, but that happened. <laughs> I'm proud of myself with the patchouli ref. Yeah, that's a little too deep. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I want to see that game moved. I know you uh, don't have anything nice to say about the Bay Area, <laughs> um, but I also I just have big issues with that field. Oh, the field's terrible. It makes no sense to me how it's like that. It's embarrassing. And they're gonna have
1: the Super Bowl this year. Thank God the NFL brings in their own their own sod, but. Yeah, that feels Also, cool.
0: the loss the game will be at night, but the lighting at that stadium's atrocious. On TV. On TV. In, sa- in the stadium, it's not that bad. It's uh, just disappointing, but... SC Oregon? I feel like that's right. Maybe if I, You know what? If there's any game that's going to get a turnout there, those two teams travel very well on short notice. It's also, you had SC winning all those conference titles, then you had Oregon taking that. Yeah. And It's, kind it's of, a it's uh, nice meat back in the middle. Yeah, let's see who's got a top down now. All right.
1: Well, that does it for our podcast. We'll be back in two weeks to preview week one of the college football season. Very exciting. I can't wait for it. We're going to do a little gambling. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Until next time, thanks for listening. Uh, follow all of our newsletters on foxsports.com. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Thank, Thank you very you. much.